Hello, my meathead hippies. It's Emily here. I am so happy you're here. Today we have an interview, which has not happened in so long. It feels so good. Tiffany Tarsa, who is our astrologist of platform and has just done amazing things with her own work in astrology, is going to come and talk about the sun moving into Leo, two Aquarius full moons back to back, and this polarity of all these things coming up, moving from Cancer to Leo, and just in general, a lot about courage, a lot about understanding permission to roar and what that means, and then diving into some of the energies of the goddesses of Sekhmet and 808 and Lionsgate Portal and all these fun little things. You're just going to love it. Thank you for being a listener. If you have not seen our newness, go to platformdaily.com. Platform for me has always been what's the platform that is completely independent and free of bullshit <laughs> and also corporate giants and advertisements. So we created our own little wellness news feed using all the content you guys know I've been doing for a long time, but also content from people like Tiffany and all these incredible entrepreneurs who have so much to give to the world. So go to platformdaily.com, start to learn, start to get educated. The whole point of being in a space when we open up something and we come to it with an intention of learning or being taught, it shows up differently. It doesn't cause anxiety. It doesn't cause fear of missing out. It doesn't cause an overwhelming sense of brokenness because we have to fix our whole life. It's just little baby steps to help improve who we are at all levels the cellular level, the spiritual level, the physical level, and uh, in the energetic level, all the things. So check out platformdaily.com. And if you are at all interested in our programming for strength training and movement and live classes, conversations with people like Tiffany, and very specific bird support, as a beluga and Paul rattlesnake and deer, which is our new personality test that you can find on platformdaily.com, we created a whole membership for it. So you'll start to see amazing things that are going to help nourish you from mobility to movement to macros to micros to medicine. And that looks like a lot of different ways to play and have fun. So we're so thrilled about it. All of that's on platformdaily.com and then hit the icons. You'll see a spot to join. You'll see some other things you can explore. And in general, we're just stoked because we've been building for a long time and we love what we're building because it is collective. It's Aquarian energy. It's this ability to say that we are better together. And also we're going to do this without Google and Facebook. <laughs> so maybe you found this podcast through Google and Facebook. And for that, I'm grateful. But in general, I am quite the independent human that says we can do this without that. And we can only do it without that when we help each other out. So stoked to do that on every level of what we've been building and growing. And thank you for being a listener. You're a part of this movement in whatever way is right for you. And if nothing else, today you're going to learn about a Leo in a full moon of Aquarius. And I hope that you feel nourished and nurtured and supported in whatever way you are ready to show up and roar. Be sure to take all the links below, look at Tiffany's Instagram and her website, get on her email list, and then as a member, you will see so much of her through our membership and through our platform because she is just full gold. So thank you, Tiff, for being on here, and let's get into the show. Tiffany Tarsa, welcome to Meathead Hippie Podcast. Uh, Emily, I don't... Pff, this is like a dream come true, to be totally honest with you. Uh, we'll just... We'll say that you have started both of my journeys, fitness and astrology. So I just had to get that out there. This literally is like a dream come true. And I'm just so honored and excited to be here. Oh, Tiffany, way to make my whole day. What a great, <laughs> that just made me so happy from the inside out. Thank you. I just think you are the shit. And so, so grateful for all the things you're putting out there. I am obsessed with what we're doing with not just Bird, but the members of Bird, and just hearing, I don't know, I just love reading what you write. It's really well done. And so with some big things happening, I felt like it was just time to get you on this podcast to share with the world these big things happening. 
and there are big things happening. Uh, we literally just entered Leo season. I don't know about you, but I was like done with cancer. Like had its moments, had its time, but we are in the lion heart and I am just, the timing of this is perfect. So I am incredibly excited to dive in. I know that you wanted to highlight the Aquarius full moon to which we have two. So it's a blue moon. It's really cool. It's really exciting. It's like a, a journey. I was prepping for this and I literally was like, okay, we have a pop quiz. So we have Leo season starting July 22nd. We have the first Aquarius full moon literally the day after. So I felt like this energy of initiating, stepping into the lion's den. And then it's like, boom, are you ready for the test? And it's like, well, wait, what? <laughs> no, like I'm, I'm not ready. And the wow. universe is going to provide us with a second opportunity to master the skills and the lessons that are brought up from now until August 22nd. So that's like the final exam, right? Where it's like, okay, are you showing up? Like, did you do the work? It's a Saturn ruled moon. So Saturn is also an Aquarius. And he's like, where's the innovation? Where's the creativity? Where are you going with your life and on your journey? And are you intellectually prepared? And do you have the stamina to cross this threshold? So that was just a little opening, but literally right before we hopped on, I was like, pop quiz, final exam. Are you prepared? Oh, and it's so good because it's, it feels as if when we talk about like lion heart energy and this idea of showing up in full courage, it is totally demanding a type of courage that none of us have accessed before. That is the level of where we have to dig into. You know, it's not just, let me be courageous in the ways I know how it's like, let me be courageous in a way I didn't even know I could be like, that's how it feels. It's so heavy in that energy. So that makes total sense what you just said. (laughs) Well, I just got full body chills, which is always my sense of like what you're saying is truth or what I say is truth. And so that just resonated really deeply where, you know, we, we go through the Zodiac every time the sun enters a new sign, it's not like it's never been here before, right? It knows Leo and it knows Leo very well. This is the sign that it rules. But what you just brought up is this evolution, this evolving nature of, okay, you can't be the same Leo lion that you were last July, you have to be this like new express version, right? And like, you don't know what that is. But what we do is we trust our heart and we trust our mind because the Leo Aquarius polarity is masculine. So we're taking action, but we're using intuition. I always link fire to intuition. It's like the most primal force that we have. And then air being stimulation, intellect, like thought processing, we merge those two and we get the downloads throughout the season. And that's why it's like, you don't know right when you went to the door, what's going to happen. There's 30 days or 30 degrees or 30 opportunities to show up and say, okay, how can I do this better? How can I, how can I be who I am and bring that to the collective and help merge what needs to be done, which is something that you are really good at. Oh, well, I mean, it's a work in progress, Tiffany, but I, you, I just like started thinking I did my first escape room. Have you done these yet? One, I've done one. It was so fun. And the whole time I'm like, what a fuck, what a metaphor for my life. Like, you know, you're just like, where's the key? Oh, we got the key. Oh, it's another key. Oh, where's the code? What do we, you know, it's this constant collection, but that's the whole point of this. I think what you said, and I want to dig into what you really are feeling as well with this pop quiz, you know, kind of two, two chances, like we're going to clean it up and then we're going to solidify it because it feels as if it's almost the temptation to get stuck into finding the answer instead of just being like, oh, this is the process of being happy about getting one key and one code and full embodiment of what we talk about all the time, the process. Mm -hmm. And this like almost, you know, that test of like, are you really enjoying it? Are you really doing it with play and pleasure? Or are you doing it with some expectation? or uh, something in your head. And that's been, for me, what's come up a lot of how easy it is for me to just see the finish line or perceived finish line when that is so missing the whole point of the growth that we've had the last year and a half, you know? Oh, that is so beautiful and so very Leo and Aquarius. 
how do I do this playfully? What do I actually want to do? I think cancer season brought up a lot of those feelings of the shoulds of, of I am doing this, but I don't feel good doing this. And so we've had a lot of dynamic energy. Mars and Venus have already trailed through Leo. So like, we know this energy. It's like, okay, I feel the fire. I feel the courage. I feel it developing. But now the sun comes in and says, okay, now are you really ready to show up? And we still have Mercury in Cancer and he'll switch in really pretty quick. But what he's doing right now is cleaning up all of the emotional tidbits that have been dropped along the way and like merging them together that he will then bring to the sun and say, okay, here's everything that was left behind. Here's what we're doing moving forward. But it really is that dynamic of, am I doing this from a heart-centered place? from your heart center, not from what you think other people should do. That's Aquarius. That's this overlying structure of government, of society, of culture, because that relies to or relates to Aquarius energy. But Leo says, I want to be bold. I want to be dynamic. I want to be individual. And I want to do it in a way that's different. And so we're seeing right now a lot of people, for me, Aquarius energy is all about entrepreneurship the ability to go off the beaten path and say, I'm actually not going to work for your dream. I'm going to work for my dream. And I might not know what that looks like, but I'm going to trust my heart and I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm going to learn. And I'm going to take the escape room as such a beautiful analogy because it is not only everyone's leader comes out, right? Like even if you think you're not a leader, you show up in that room and instantly you're like, I got this. I don't know what it is, but I got this. And then you look around and there are seven other people who are like, Oh, I got this. And for the experience that I had, the first and only time I did it was like, you then kind of fall into place. It's like, ooh, you're really good at puzzles. Ooh, you're really good at unlocking the mystery, right? So we can see how when we show up with courage in ourself and rooted in who we are, and we bring that to the table, we have to be able to see other people's differences as gifts and say, I'm really glad that I don't think the same way that you do not disagree with it, we can, not shove it off or push it aside, but say, I've never thought about it like that. That's really interesting. Where can we go from here? And it is the process and it is the journey and it's the unfolding. And that's what this two full moon in Aquarius is. is. That was hard to say. <laughs> you just, you have the opening where it's like, boom, you're initially hit with it. And you may not know the answers and you may fail. You may fail the test and that doesn't feel good, but what does failing do? It gives us motivation to stand up and do it better and actually prepare. And so I have this vision of like, all right, we're, we're on the journey. We're opening the door. What's to come. Uh, and I love this idea of the pop quiz to the final. If, you know, we think of full moon as illumination or more light and kind of drawing out and pulling out, what would that feel in Aquarius? Like what, if it's kind of a release or kind of a, final cleanup what is Aquarius saying and cleanup is is it about is this innovative enough or is it maybe it's a mix of illuminating the courage we do or do not have or the doubts that we have I've you know kind of playing on both of those energies I was thinking for this first full moon knowing there's another one coming how how do I approach my writing and my intention and just my you know, foresight of knowing that there's a second one. Hmm. Yeah, I love this. And I thought about this last night too. It's been on my mind for a while. Like, how do we approach this? Like, what is a practical way to actually work with this? And it is releasing. And so for me, last night I sat here and I said, okay, what are all of the things that I feel like I should be doing? That word is very much in my mind right now, the shoulds because it's very much related to Aquarius. Here are all the things, here are all the rules you should follow. And while rules keep us safe and regulated, very satirian, sometimes they're meant to be broken. And it's like, we've been doing this for so long and it just doesn't work anymore. Like there's gotta be a better way. So I made a list of all the things I thought I should be doing. And I looked at it and I really was like, okay, what are the things I actually want to do? Like I divided my paper into two, here are my shoulds, here are my wants. And I used the Aquarian energy of being able to have like a bird's eye view. And I looked at it and said, okay, this is what my heart wants. I'm going to put this on the, this is what I want to do. And so for this full moon, this first, this first one, make a list of everything you want to release. Like and I mean, get specific, right? We think about the full moon and we're like, I want to release everything that's no longer serving me. And the universe is like, 
cool. Um, you know, the pen that you're writing with doesn't serve you and then it breaks or whatever. So when we get specific and we look at really my advice would be to look at where Aquarius is in your chart, because that's going to show you where it's specific for you. But for the collective, it's technology. It's the time that we spend interacting with others without actually connecting to our hearts and saying, is this serving me? Or am I doing this because everyone else is doing it and I feel like I have to. So working with this initial full moon is make a list. What do you no longer want? And then throughout the month, how do we take small action steps to actually release that? Because what I've found is that, you know, we work with the moon, we work with magic, and we think that all of a sudden it's just going to be handed to us. We'll wake up one day and live the life that we want to live. And I'm Saturn ruled. My, my chart ruler is Saturn. And Saturn teaches us that limitations are necessary. Boundaries are important. And that in order to get what you want, you have to show up and do the work. You have to. You don't, and sometimes things miraculously happen and it falls in your lap and it's like, well, that was really cool. But more often than not, you got to put in the work. So we make this list of the things that we no longer want in our life, what we feel like we should be doing. And then we make little action steps. Okay, how do I actively release that? Maybe that's saying no to an opportunity that looks really shiny, but you don't have the space for it. Maybe that's putting a time limit on your screen time and actually sticking to it. I don't know how many of us have like the one hour limit that I literally hit ignore every single day. I'm like, Boop, I'll just bust past that. We don't need that. So maybe it is sticking to limitations on our devices and saying, okay, here's my pop quiz. And maybe it's just sitting here and saying, what do you have to share with me? Maybe I don't know. And it'll be illuminated and clarified with this second full moon that says, oh, here we go. And then we'll move into Virgo season and we'll analyze and perfect and it'll be really great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Virgo. I mean, this is like my favorite time of year is this Leo transit from cancer, right? We felt all the feels. Now we get to show up and put into practice everything we talked about, everything we thought about, everything we dreamed about. It's just like, okay, now it's time. Let's show up. And then Virgo is like this beautiful birthing. I always see it as just such a loving birthing time and everyone loves fall it's like this transition of heat to oh this is doable and this is how it can look long term like and you know for me I'm so excited just mainly because Aquarius to me is the birds it's just it is bird energy right and visionary in the sense of we aren't supposed to do what we think we're supposed to do, you know, unless we're really pushing ourselves out of that comfort zone. But then it, it, I love what you said. You already said bird's eye view and then pulling it back into the, the practicality of that, right? It's this balance, this constant, okay, we're really big. We want to go all in on these dreams. How, how does that look? What does that actually look like? Because if we're not careful, it's just like anything, the gym, food changes, doing an MFIT challenge strong for seven days, right? Whatever it might be. It's like we go all in. And then when we fall off, I think the recognition, you know, the boundary, what you just said of even the limits, like pulling the limits and saying, oh, ignore it. Let's do it another time. If we have a phone limit, there's these, you know, kind of self-respect and self, um, what's the right word? It's like, the idea of trust in self. Yeah. yeah. Total self-trust. The more we li listen to those day-to-day -day practicality points. And so I love this. That's totally what I'm in. I'm living in that. I'm like, how do I be the, you know, eagle eye bird, but at the same time, pull this into a practical plan so that I do show up, you know, not in just this big vision, but in this actual execution. And it, I mean, I think that that's this like, the, if you don't enjoy the process in that space, then you're just going to be miserable for a month. You know, we all have to figure out how do we make this fun and how do we make this exciting so that we can see this as a whole new era? Cause it is a whole new era. This is, it feels like the start of so much coming to fruition. That's going to heal and support structures that are actually sustainable for the whole of the population, not just the few. So, and I, maybe Saturn brought us together, Tiffany. I'm ruled by Saturn as well. I think Saturn did. <laughs> yeah, sun and my cap rising. We're like, oh, hi, hello. Like, thank you. Let's do this. And then your Aries 
rising and my Libra sun. Yeah, absolutely. But everything you just said was so beautiful and things that I've talked about in the Leo season episode I just released on my podcast talking about like just this this fixity and the structures that don't actually work for the population. So Saturn and Aquarius, we could get into a whole tangent, but basically all of 2020 was like dismantling and bringing to light all of the things that don't work, right? And we saw it like in every facet, money, economics, healthcare, race inequality, all of these things, right? And so now Saturn's in Aquarius where he's at home. He has a lot of strength here. So the sun in Leo is at home. Saturn in Aquarius is at home. And they're gonna make this beautiful tension opposition on August 2nd. And so for me, that's like polarizing these two and Saturn is limitations. Saturn is the work. And the sun in Leo is like, I want to shine. I want to show up. I want to do the things with joy and heart and bravery. And Saturn's like, that's great. But are we doing it for the people? And it's just, it's so fascinating. I'm really excited to see how it all plays out. Like, you know, I'm an astrologer. I understand this energy, but I am still, I almost said victim to it. Like I'm not a victim, but I still have to go through it. I still walk in and I'm like, all right you know, maybe there are a few people behind me who are like, Tiff, what do we, like, what happens? And I'm like, well, (laughs) we're about to find out. Like, we really are about to find out. And it just, for me, what you said about play and just, if you're not enjoying the journey, I think this full moon and this Leo season really is an invitation to come back and reevaluate why. We have Venus in Virgo right now. This is my natal placement. And so Venus is all about relationships and love and values. And in Virgo, much like you said, just that birthing process of like, this is how it can be sustainably. She comes in and she says, let's reevaluate your values and make sure that it's healing and that you have the energy to continue on. And it's just this beautiful invitation to walk in and say, I want to change. I want to be different. I want to evolve. I want to grow. I want to be the bird that feels confident in myself. And how do I do that? I trust the knowledge that I have within. I ask for help when needed and I let my heart shine. And what else do I do? I take rest. I thought about this as you were talking, like the sun up and down, right? It rises and it sets, it rises and it sets and it's consistent. And we need to be consistent in that pattern, in that cyclical nature of I rise, I do my thing, I rest, I sleep, I rise, and just that cycle. So I'm so glad that like the energy that you're feeling is the energy in the sky because that's such a connection and correlation where I'm like, okay, astrology is irrefutable at times where it's like, no, if we're all feeling like this, it's for a reason. Uh, And I was told, yes, 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 yes. And I was totally talking to somebody about maybe another thought of this kind of blue moon second round pop quiz to final this idea of it is going to take trial and error to find out what it is that's worth fighting for right we have courage we know we need courage and then we have a lot of energy that's coming through where all of a sudden we're like oh this is easy to have courage because this is where the sun is right sun's happy we like all of a sudden have so much just to ah, roar and then we really clearly say, are we roaring for the right things? And so I think that that just like such a visual, you, you set us up with that at the beginning, but then it came through of like all these lions roaring and sometimes roaring at each other, right? We're like roaring at the ground, roaring at our phone, roaring at our email. It's like, you guys, there's a much bigger thing at play. And I think when I, I loved too, the idea of, we learn context of astrology and just me dabbling and being so grateful to just be curious and open because I'm a beluga, you know? So it's this idea of the more I learn it, the more I'm like, oh, how does that feel for me? And I love what you do. You see someone's natal chart and can say, this is how it's probably going to feel for you, knowing how, like what house it's in and what parts it's in and getting as detailed as possible for people to know, oh, no wonder why this feels like it's falling apart right now, because that's just exactly the placement of what's in the cosmos for me. But in general, sometimes it's just best, especially in a space where we're trying to figure it out for ourselves. It's like two full moons, you can 
have a lot of awareness with this of your own just intuition of what things like the list would be a perfect place to start what's the commonalities here is it work is it home is it passions is it creative assets is it partnerships like there's ways that we can say oh my gosh like I understand some of these high level things but this is what it means for me and I again same with you like what is going to come from this holy shit I don't know but we've done a lot of work you know, most of us here listening to this podcast, you, myself, everyone I know, we've put in the work, you know, we've done, even though we critique ourselves too much, we still have shown up. And I don't think we give ourselves enough credit, because I'm saying this for myself, of the growth that we have really put ourselves through, because we showed up in the way that now we get to do with a little bit more fire, you know? Hmm. Oh, I love that so much. And that's exactly where I am, where it's like, we really don't give ourselves enough credit. That's a downfall of Leo. Like they want to be seen. They want this like praise and accomplishment, but they doubt their ability so much because of that like stigma that we have, right? Where it's like Leo's the drama queen. I talked about this a lot in my podcast, Leo's drama, center of attention, narcissistic. And it's like, no, Leo just has a lot of energy to exert and it knows how to do it. And that sense of like doing the work and what you were saying with the roar, like immediately I just imagined my entire Instagram and all of the energy that's being put out about this one specific thing, right? Like my Instagram is 90% astrologers. I feel like we learn when we, you know, indulge ourselves in that community. And I, I have been reading all of this and digesting. And finally I was like, stop it you have the answers. It's amazing to get insight and inspiration and knowledge from people that you look up to or that you connect with. But when it comes down to it, what I say doesn't matter. What your heart says matters. What your mind says, what you want to actually connect with and feel matters. And so what you're saying with the natal chart readings, I can depict that. I can look at a chart and say, oh, here's how your energy should be expressed or would be. And it's like, but how does that actually work for you? You tell me there's this dynamic in client readings where I set the stage and then 50% of the time I listen to how the astrology actually affects the person because that's the whole point of it. I don't want to sit here and tell you, this is who you are. This is what you do, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, here are some ways that the energy could be expressed. My job as an astrologer is to help you feel seen and validated and access the innate gifts that your soul has. And so that can be done through natal chart readings. That can be done through transit readings. I do a lot of full moon readings where I literally say, okay, Emily, for this full moon, it's in your fifth house and your 11th house. Let's talk about that. Here's where it's going to show up for you. That's not actually where it is in your chart, but for example. So it just, yeah, I, I'm in that place of like, well, where's the roar? Where's it coming from? And can you quiet it to listen to your own? And I, and the idea of how we have to quiet sometimes our own to hear if it's being placed in the right spot. That's beautiful. Well, and I think I'm, you know, me and goddesses, and I just have to say this because 808's around the corner and everyone who has followed me at all in any way, I mean, that's just the number, right? I, I go through the Lionsgate portal before I knew it for like 13 years have been kind of calling in something. And I didn't know what it was until more recently. This is Sekhmet. This is this energy of this Egyptian sister goddess of full creative embodiment. That is Leo. And it's also really tied to whether it's Egyptian mythology or Egyptian fact and this, um, the Sphinx in Egypt and all the kind of rabbit holes you can get into of what's under this Sphinx. What I really love is how Sekhmet, although it is full creative carnelian energy, to make sure that we create from a space that's in our highest good for our highest self, it also involves a lot of anger and rage, a lot of pissed offness about how things have been. And so I've really had to check that the last year of noticing when that comes up and how I'm doing things. If it's coming from that space of because I could do better or because I'm angry and therefore it should be done better or in spite of or the chip on the shoulder kind of mentality of 
for everyone who doubts me. Like I'm doing this for that, right? That all has to go because that at the end of the day is not a heart space. It's not a sustainable space. It's not a purpose, passion driven. It has a shelf life, right? So it, it, it involves some burnout if we're not careful. So reevaluating that, it's been like a year of that, right? And really big, deep unearthings and it's crazy how much has changed in a year, right? I, if I listened to that last 808 podcast and talking about, I think it was like a lizard with no tail in, with me and Joshua Tree. And now all of a sudden looking back being like, oh my God, one, that was a year ago. That's crazy. Like really reflecting what you did last July and August looking at photo album pictures. And I still, I still think it's important for people to like somehow journal their things in a way that's easy to find for moons. I just wish there was an app for that. <laughs> like we talked about that quite a bit. Like how do we see these things? Cause we live them and we forget them and we move through them. But reflection is 50% of it and processing is so much of it. So just knowing like, wow, okay, we are putting ourselves into this fire in order for us to create from the most pure space possible. And we need so much of that creative energy because of where we're at, right? Everyone is depleted. Everyone feels a little bit lower levels of energy, doom and gloom. Things are hard, right? There's not a lot of life popping up. And the life that we see, if if it's unsustainable, it's because it's coming from maybe not the heart space. So we just are constantly reevaluating. Where's this coming from? Where's this going? And like call for me, I'm really calling in Sekhmet because she's here. Like this is her, this is her jam This Lionsgate portal, Leo season. What are we creating? What are we going to use with this creative energy? And do we trust ourselves enough to believe in it? Do we believe ourselves enough to be the ones to do it? And man, that brings up so much doubt of self. Like it's really illuminating for me where I think small in the sense of my capabilities. And that's, that's gnarly work that we're getting into, you know, like, okay, let's illuminate it. And then hopefully we pass this final test, which we all will. <laughs> yeah. Right. I love that. Like, Oh, did you prepare? Like <laughs> what is a passing grade? Right. And what's so great is that like you get to dictate what's passing. No one gets to tell you that you failed or you got an F or a D or whatever. Like you get to be the one that says, okay, better luck next time. I'll prepare for the next full moon, whatever it may be. But I love the idea of reflecting. It's actually what I did last night. I, I go back on my archives on Instagram and I'm like, where was I a year ago? And immediately I am brought back to that feeling. And I'm like, wow, how much has changed? Like you just said in one year. And it's funny. I actually have, I don't know if you use OneNote or any of the Microsoft products, but I have a moon journal that I literally have kept for almost two years now. So each time there's a full moon or a new moon, I create this little like subsection in my notebook and I jot down whatever comes to mind, pictures, transits, whatever. And it's been so cool to look back on and be like, wow, the things that I manifested, the things that I released, the lessons that I learned, like there is so much value and so much necessity in reflecting and looking back and seeing how far we've truly come because and I talked about this in the Capricorn live that we did for uh, for bird and your membership and it's like we can't know where we're going until we know where we've came from and it is that doubt that comes up and that ability to look at it and say okay you know what I'm gonna recreate this story it's that idea of fear feel the fear and do it anyway and that can be really difficult. That's, but that's where the bravery of the lion comes in and says, I have no other choice but to approach this head on and trust that the best case scenario will work out for me. And you can call on goddesses or gods or spirit animals or whatever it may be, because we're never truly alone. At least that's what I believe. Like I don't, this is not me. Like I channel the actual energy from the planets and without them, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And so we're never alone. We always have guidance. We always have the ability to tap into our highest self and say, what message do you have for me? And how can I show up with more courage and more strength and knowing that that's a process 
and that again, you don't just wake up one day and like embody that fully. You may get little little hints of it and that's what you follow. It's like the breadcrumbs that are dropped and it's like, remember when you felt like this? Evaluate what was happening and see if you can repeat that. That's like a scientific method, which is very much related to Aquarian energy of, okay, how do we have fun with this, Leo? But how do we do this in a way that actually produces results and creates lasting change? And so when we find the middle ground of that, that's when we can approach whatever it may be, our fitness, our health, our job, our just creativity in general, and say, I'm putting myself out there and maybe I don't get the response that I wanted. That's a thing for Leo. Like I want praise. The human nature does. We just, we want recognition and praise, but then it's like, how do I give that to myself and then overfill my cup and give it to others? And just, there's so much happening and we've talked about so much. I'm just like lit up right now. I don't know if you felt the transition literally at like nine o'clock, the sun moved into Leo. And I was like, Oh, hi, there we are. Like goodbye, cancer. Love you a lot. See you next year. We're done. (laughs) I was like, I have an idea. (laughs) I was like, Oh, it's probably just transitioned. (laughs) It was funny. I was, and it's so amazing. You know, for me, I think Oh, yeah, this, this Leo, I have a lot of Leos in my life. So I just love studying them. I love observing them. I love watching them. That's how I learn signs. I don't really learn it through books. I learn it through people, right? That's most of our learnings and lessons and anything is the mirrors of our relationships. So it's so, so beautiful because it is just permission to roar, right? It's just space to roar. So for myself, it is space to roar and evaluating where it goes. And I think what you said in the original intro of it is the polarity of mind and heart. And what I've noticed is because we've been a little bit more hermity, a little bit more isolated, and we're coming out of cancer, there is a big uprising of female feminine power and feeling and learning what that means for each individual, learning how to put containers to it and, you know, move through it and navigate it. But that also comes with the side of, we have to have our masculine side, whether that is internally or collectively rise the fuck up, right? It's, it's got a match. And that's what this is for me. And I think for all of us, this idea of all right, we felt, we are, we know our heart, we felt our heart, we now must trust our heart. And what are the ways we will put that into logistic practice? And that's just tough. I think that's a conversation that's not enough people are having, right? Of understanding to trust oneself allows us to act and almost re-trusting the impulses we have in a way that doesn't let us second guess it, right? It's like, nope, feel it, do it, done next instead of feel it maybe uh maybe I don't know did it doubt it doubt it doubt it ah like all of those it'll happen we know it happens it's a part of the process but the most healthy place we can be is coming from a space where we feel it we do it and we let it be and no matter what comes from it it came from heart so we trust it and we learn from it and we keep it, keep the evolution going, right? We're stunting ourselves by not trusting the masculine energy that has to show up for us. And I think that that's, it's like, all right, we get this huge rush of energy so that we do trust ourselves a little more. Cause so I know that resonated with a lot of people. The more we speak about it, it's like, oh, that's true. I am doubting. Where does that come from? Well, maybe this is this final piece to kind of highlight those places and then do something with it and, and just not marinate it on, we don't need to marinate on the things as much as we probably do. Right. We, it's like, we're moving forward, create the life. Let's go. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, and everything you were just saying, it's so beautifully following the pattern of astrology. We have the masculine Aries starts. We have the feminine Taurus. We have the masculine Gemini. We have the feminine cancer. Now we're in Leo and it's like, okay, it is that ebb and flow of initiate act retreat and feel, act, feel, act and feel. So leave it to the Libra to come here and want to like balance everything and be like, okay, we need the men to show up in positive masculinity and embrace their feminine side. We also need the women to show up with their feminine aspects and their positive masculinity, right? Like we can't put it on each other and be like, well, you need to do better. It's like, no, 
I need to do better. And it will reflect and I will then begin to magnetize people who are on that vibrational level that they, that can then help me, right? Like continuously better myself. And my brain the entire time was just like, yes, that ebb and flow of like, don't marinate. I loved what you said of like, do it, don't like question it, look back at it, doubt the email that I just sent, perseverate on it for so long. Like that was very much cancer season where like everything was brought up and it's like, let's just sit in this murky whirlpool. Totally. I said it felt like a fishbowl over my head, you know? It's a dirty fishbowl, like one that like hasn't been cleaned. Like I'm thinking of Nemo, like you can't see. Everyone's just like, what is going on? And like, why do I feel so blah? Like literally everyone, I love what you said about observing. How we learn is through observing. Absolutely. And everyone that I talked to in cancer season was like, I am just in a funk. And I was like, guys, literally don't come to me right now because I will pull you deeper. Like where you're at, I'm six low, you know, levels below. And I <laughs> I can't get you out of this. Like we're in the funk right now. Give it until Leo season. Like things will start to open up. We have that Lionsgate new moon. I don't know if you knew this, but the new moon is on August 8th. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So the Leo new moon where the sun and the moon will be conjunct is on August 8th. I have full body chills. I was like, oh, M. I literally, I was like looking at this and immediately I thought of you and I was like, M's going to love this. Like, that's- oh my God, where should I go? That is so, well, it's so nuts, Tiff, because you know how like this random went to Maui, the aerial code of Hawaii is 808. Like everything is, just, it's just nuts. It's like, what the fuck? And then when you just are like, okay, I'm fully surrendered in this. And you know, it's, it is what it is. You just have to go along for the ride. And I don't know anything like people that think because I have this podcast, I know what I'm, no, it could, it could be further from the truth. All I do is feel and do. And then that changes every day. So it's just, here we go. Feel and do, feel and do. And I just, wow. Thank you for telling me that. I am even more excited about this. It was, it was a mind blowing. I was like, yep, that's just in general. I was like, this is incredible. Like not only do we have these double Aquarius full moons, but we have this Lion Gates portal, literally like there's so much to it. And we could talk about that on another episode, but really it just opens this heart and says, are you ready to walk through and like put on the crown and like be the queen or the king of your life and do it in a way that's like respectful. And we don't need like tyrants or, you know, crazy shit, but it's like, how do you show up and be that regal, deserving, wholehearted person that you know you can be? And I just have been having these thoughts a lot lately of lately of like timing and how we're co-creators and how even if you don't understand what's going on in the sky, it's playing out. Like you can have knowledge of it or not. You can feel into it or not. But for me, when you have awareness of it, you just get to be even more of a participant. You just get to look at the sun and the moon and the stars and be like, holy shit, this is incredible. I, I want to say something like I want, I have something to contribute. Right. And the planets are like, hell yeah. What do you want to do? This is your reality. This is your life. Like what do you want to bring to the table? And Saturn may come and like smack your hand and be like, no, that's not a good idea or like whatever, but he may also come around to it. And that's when you're like, okay, you be the student, be the student, be the teacher, be inquisitive and just like follow your heart and, and merge the mind. And I really think that, you know, permission to roar, you said that. And I was like, wow, what a, what a beautiful headline or catchphrase or just mantra for this season, right? I give myself permission to roar. And then figuring out like, when is the acceptable time to do that? When am I roaring in silence? Like, when am I roaring internally? And when do I actually need to roar? And you'll, you'll know, and you'll start to, I mean, I'm literally thinking of the Lion King and, and Simba when he's like learning how to roar. And it's like, oh, that was really cute. And then he grows up and it's like, oh, okay. Damn. (laughs) You know what you're doing. Like, you know what you're saying. You step in and grow into that confidence. So even if you're not feeling it right now, if you're still in the Cancerian depths or if things just don't feel great right this second, give it some time. Let yourself dry out. Like we all are coming up to shore, just like sopping wet, like 
holy shit, I'm naked, I'm vulnerable, cancer took my shell, and now I'm a lion. And it's like, what a weird transition. It really is such a vast jump from like, boom, feminine, like the most feminine. Cancer to me is just like so beautifully feminine and nurturing and protective. And then it's like, here's dad, here's the lion, here's the roar, right? It's the sun and the moon. And so it's just, it's such a beautiful time. I am personally so excited for this season. I can't wait to see what everyone creates. I'm like, let's go. Where's the creativity? Where's the ingenuity? Where are the innovations that are really going to take us to the next level for each other? Not for the million dollar companies who, whatever, that we could get into and like, blah, but like for each other, the things that you're creating with web, the things that people are just creating and saying, hold on we got to help each other. I actually know a person that you can talk to. You can talk to this. You'd be really good at doing this. Let's all come to a table and be really okay with the fact that maybe we have no idea what we're doing and let's just talk. And maybe it doesn't have to be perfect. Again, pop quiz, final, rough draft, final creation, you know, like it starts somewhere. And my advice for this season is to just start Whatever is on your heart right now, if you've wanted to dance or paint or sing or cross stitch, whatever it is, do it and see what happens in a month. Get, get creative, stick with it. Even if you fail, even if you buy a notebook and you tear up every single piece of artwork that you create, you will get better. And you're teaching yourself that through consistency, you actually get to show up and do the things that you love. Find that joy. Yes. There's a quote. I'm going to pull it up. So on platformdaily.com, I'm just having the best time picking these daily quotes for you guys. Um, okay. So I pick a quote every day, put it on platform daily, and then I do a question of the day. And this one I loved, but it was just good old Julia Child, just in her kitchen. She said, find something you're passionate about and keep tremendously interested in it. And I thought that was so perfect. Yes. Like just Yes. And I'm going to stay interested in it and I'm going to find the layers in it. And I think we have kind of lost that in the last year or two, probably because of severe circumstances of our environment, but getting into it again and just like, yeah, let me go all in on it and see what it is. And it could be super small, but it's important. And the, this idea of creative energy is, you know, even when I was just doing one-on-one personal training, that was my creative energy was, oh my gosh, there's 6,000 people in this place. I have like all my equipment just got stolen by a bunch of dudes and I have to train this amazing human. What do I have to work with? And what do I need to do to take care of this person? That's creative. You know, it's this building your own workout, building your own flow, building your own meals, building anything. It's this idea that creativity is nothing but existence. And we have gotten so far away from that and have become robotic in our movement patterns and our way of living that creativity has completely left. So pulling it in for, you know, of course, as an entrepreneur, but I think even more important for an entrepreneur to not, you know, I get stuck in what I'm co-creating and I'm like, actually, it's just my existence. It's just who I am. And if we are creative, the people around us feel more creative and that is the sun of us, our solar plexus, healing and shining and tying that into our own well-being of digestion. If we think of solar plexus and sun as our center and where our small intestine is and how we absorb nutrients and how we fuel ourselves literally by being more creative, like for the intention of fueling ourselves, not for what the outcome is externally. It's a whole internal process so that when it gets out to the world, it is pure and it's true. And what a trip to be able to kind of go through these evolutions to finally get to that point. But holy shit, it makes so much sense. And that's what this year is all about. Like if we're going to go all in, go all in um, and trust that it's coming from that space. And so, oh my gosh, what a great time to be alive even though it's hard, you know, I think it's hard for all of us, right? It's hard, right? It's like, no, this is, we chose, and that's the thing, it's like, we chose to be here, like, Mm -hmm. at this time, with this cosmic DNA, like, wherever you are, however you show up right now, like, know that there is a purpose, and there is a reason for you being here, and everything that you just said, just, like, lit me up, and I'm like, yes, like, 
be creative for the sake of being creative. And initially, this was one of the journal prompts that I wrote. It's like, what does creativity mean to you? Because right off the bat, I'm like, oh, well, I'm not an artist. I'm not a this, I'm not a that, right? It's like all these things that I'm not. And I'm like, okay, fine, great. It's like good to know what I'm not great at, but what am I good at? Where is my creativity? And I love that example that you said of like, I have to think on my feet right now. These guys just stole my equipment. I'm training this person. I'm the professional. Like, okay, we're going to do this. And then that probably turned out to be one of the best workouts, right? Because you had to tap into that intuitive place in your soul and say, all right, I don't know, try this. And you like do it and you're like, oh, wow, that worked, right? And most of the time it works. And so just that little spark, just that little, which is what we're going to get again, coming back to this first full moon, we're going to get that little spark. And then it's going to see how much it can grow. How much can you grow it? Can you tend to this, just that fire blazing, that fire in our soul that says, I am on fire. I give myself permission to roar and I give myself permission to be creative. I give myself permission to make mistakes. I give myself permission to step into my light and shine knowing that it's not going to burn someone else. It's actually going to activate their inner shine as well. Because- right? Like we have this idea of like, okay, well, if I shine too bright, like I'm going to burn you. And the sun literally does not care. The sun wakes up and says, guess what? I need to illuminate the entire world. Here I am. That's it. It does not say, uh, you know, today I'm feeling a little bit blah. I'm going to like dim it. It's like, no, show up, step in it, be okay with it. And know that if you need to hand someone some sunglasses, you can and say, look, I'm here to be my brightest and not even like in an egocentrical, like, whoa, whoa, look at me. But it really is just that internal permission. Cause I don't know about you, but I've kept myself real small, real dim for a real long time. And it's like coming out of me where I'm like, and when when you're not used to it, it's like, oh my God, this feels really chaotic. This feels like it's too much. The shine is too bright. I'm blinding myself. I can't see. And then we start to blink a little and it's like, oh, actually I can see. And I know exactly where to go. And I know now how to turn your light on so that this entire place is lit the fuck up with really beautiful, creative, potent potential. What a finisher. Oh my God. Yes. I love the sunglasses. Put on some sunglasses, people. Let your people shine. This is, if you can't handle it, get out of the way. We got to, we got bright light to give. What a perfect way to end this. Tiffany, you're just the shit. Tiffany Tarsa <laughs> from Tiffany Rising. I'll link all your things below. Thank you for being a meathead and a hippie and just such a soul sister and all the things I'm speaking for everyone in bird members, the platform membership, the birds, but thank you for being your beluga and Paula self. You are such a gift to this world. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being the spark literally on my meathead and my hippie. Like I owe a lot of who I am to you and your light. And like, oh. I just, it's that co-creation that Emily's like, no, whatever. And I'm like, no, no, yeah, no, we need to like, <laughs> accept the praise and like I know I'm like looking directly at her like no really but honestly is my pleasure to be here this lights me up in ways that I can't even explain and it just makes me so happy to know that the things that I put out there resonate and uh this was literally a dream come true so thank you for having me on welcome to Leo season get ready girl we're we're going to the moon let's go (laughs) Last off, we are there. Take off. See ya, everyone. Thank you for listening, all my meathead hippies. Um, go take care of yourself. Go dig into the deep. Know we're right behind you. We're full support. And yeah, let's. If we need to, we'll wear sunglasses. But I don't think any of us need them. I think we're ready. Let's see the sun. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.